Well, hey, everybody, it's that time of year again, Christmas. And the Christmas recital is coming up. You know what that means, Alvin? What? It means that we got a Christmas show and song to do. So, Alvin, are you ready? Yep. Theodore, are you ready? Yep. Simon, are you ready? <laughs> yep. Okay, guys, then, well, let's go. Three, two, one. Christmas, Christmas time is near. Time for joy and time for cheer. Very good, fellas. We've been good, but we can't last. Going. I think they've just passed some gas. What, what the hell are you saying? Wait, cut it, cut it out, guys. We... I think Dave's a nigger-boo. Elvin! We can hardly stand the weight. I hope Dave gains some weight. <laughs> <laughs> Those stupid kids. Well, who needs singing chipmunks anyways? I've got these backup trash pandas that can sing just fine over here. You raccoons, <laughs> get over here. Connor. Uh, uh, am I supposed to start? Well, we got to check if everybody's here. Adam. Hi. <laughs> and Jacob. Jacob the raccoon here. Okay, well, I know we haven't practiced like ever, but the recital and show is in like an hour. So, okay, ready? From the top. Three, two, one. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> this is the part. I d- uh, well, All what I are we singing for Christmas? This, just the same song. You. Uh, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas time, time is here. here. Time for joy and time for cheer. I don't remember the next words. Christmas, don't, don't be late. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you stupid raccoons. Okay, fine. Well, Christmas is canceled. It's over. <laughs> oh, I'm no. going to go listen to a Dungeons and Dragons podcast and forget about my worries. Oh, the headphones go on. What do I hear? Hey, everybody. Uh, DM Seth here from Cheaper by the Dungeon, uh, bringing you a D&D 5th edition podcast with my friends, Connor. Hi. Adam. Hi. And Jacob. Hey. All humans. And uh, we're going to get going on this episode. Um, Okay, so recap if you uh, didn't listen to the last one. Um. Basically, the guys went into the cave that they opened uh, two episodes ago, and they found it to be a Roranoa uh, reservation, specifically one for a giant sma- snail called Nariman. I love snails. They're the best. I love snail nails. Snails. Uh, after figuring out how to get through this weird, windy river, um, they found an island uh, just at the cusp of a waterfall uh, inside the cave, and... They went up to the snail, which Shell turned out to be a house. And they knocked and they found the Red Bandit from season one. This mysterious figure who makes zero sense all the time. Um, They made some decisions with him and some very cryptic choices. And then through Zippy's gut, they found and named a man, a tall, one-horned tiefling man 
with this long drenched hair because he just came out of the river and this long soaking beard um, and this pea coat and everything just raggedy, homeless looking. And their name was Karen. They sat down at the table and they were asked um, some questions and they got to know each other a little bit. And then the Red Bandit asked if they would like to speak. They said yes. And then they started to discuss and talk about Gilbert's death. Um, specifically, uh, this hit a chord with with Karen, and it ended with him. Where we're going to start right now. Karen has his back to you all. You're still sitting at the table, and his hands are on the shell, just wall of this of this living room type area, and the shell is shaking. It's like a mini earthquake, and he seems visibly just kind of upset uh, from when he turned around but the whole room is just shaking. Would you like to do anything? Yeah, I'm going to hop out of my chair, and I'm going to kind of scamper up to, on kind of like on all fours, kind of like retreat mode, up to the door, and I'm just going to wait by the door, ready to leave if I need to. Okay, you scamper like a little raccoon <laughs> and go up to the door. Zippy uh, and Darian? Feeling the floor shaking, I'm going to stand up as well, because um, Karen is facing away from us, right? Yes. And I'm going to, after I stand up, slowly, um, say, Karen, what, what's that vibration? Is that you? It stops. And his hands drop to his sides. And he turns around. And he's crying. Not another one of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> another emotional one and he just says I feel like I've woken up from a dream I feel like once again I've been sent help you are my angels my guiding angels my the flippers of fate um, you, you've shown me my blind spot. You said Gilbert was killed by these two monks, Cornelius and May, right? Yes, he, he was. Angel is a lot of pressure, by the way. And... A kind of small smile starts to grow on his face, and he's like, I am such an idiot. I've been just living so blindly. I've been lied to. I was told Gilbert was found dead of old age. Not killed. I was told those monks found him like that but they killed him and the room starts to shake again he's like I've been lied to who who lied to you Karen everyone they all lied they used me and I was going to let it happen I was going to let them take me for granted I, I was going to let them 
Excuse me. Wait, I was in a rut. I was in... I was depressed. I was blind. But you... And he grabs your hand, Darian. He says, you... Did not lie. Thank you. You have saved my life. Karen. Does anyone does anyone know what this guy is even talking about? Westboro, he seems crazy to me. Karen, did you make the flowers? Those blue tattoos that May and Cornelius and Gilbert had on his leg. Was that you? I did not make those. But would you like to have one? Um, from everything I've seen so far, I would assume no. We've seen the flowers respond and harm the people who had them when they tried to tell us certain things. Uh, Farron, the, uh, the sorcerer candidate from Orem, had one on, on her face. And when she tried to tell us what it was connected to, it, it, it attacked her and caused her great harm. I think that sounds like a little bit of a risk. What are they? I don't know of Farron, but I'm not surprised. I... The flowers... Connect us. They connect you, they connect me. We're all connected anyways, but it's just a more visible connection. Tiefling, if you don't create these symbols yourself, do you perhaps know the one who does? Well, anyone with a flower can share a flower. So you have one? Yes. Can you show it? To... Show us your flower. I don't believe you. <laughs> I have never seen these, but it might be prudent for my compatriots to see it, to see if it matches what they describe in their minds. I'd rather not. Do it. You won't do it. <laughs> what is it? Where on, is it? Is I it think on it's on your, your thigh. Show us your right thigh. Tramp stamp, maybe. They were in for a time. No judgment. I suppose... I should be connected to my angels. You well, don't I... call us that. Hold on. And he has his left arm, which is covered in bandages. And he starts peeling it off his palm and oh, unwrapping no. it. And his beard, from his corner of his lips down, his beard is, and below the beard, his skin is just black obsidian. And you can see his hand skin is obsidian, not the paleness like the rest of it. And he starts unwrapping his hand, and it's just black. And he doesn't unwrap the rest of his arm, just the hand. And he points his hand at you, Darian, since you're in front of him. And he outreaches his palm, like, flat, like it's going up against your nose, or it's close to. And you see, from the black palm of his hand, there's a little blue dot that starts to unravel and unfurl. And it's the blue rose tattoo and he says don't worry don't worry i think this will be best for all of us i do not consent and it starts to unfurl 
further, the center of the blue rose starts to unfurl and open, and you can see it leads into kind of a hollow space, Darian, in front of your eyes, and you see there's a light ball, and this ball that is like a glowing dandelion has a seed that pops off, and it starts floating to you, and after one pops off, more pop off, and it's starting to go towards you, Darian. I want to avoid it. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, Darian, make a, a, a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, because I and because I heard him mention that I guess I should be connected, and I'm not ready to connect to this guy. So, uh, uh, but that's only a uh, that's only a twelve. Okay. Uh, Peterson. Okay, I'm gonna cast Shatter. Uh, I've done this before. A sudden loud ringing noise, painfully intense, erupts from a point of your choice within range, within 60 feet. Each creature in a 10-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a constitution saving throw. Creature takes 3d8 thunder damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. A creature made of inorganic material such as stone um, has disadvantage on this save. Um, Non-magical objects that are not being worn take damage. Okay. Uh, so, Zippy and Darian, make a save. Well, I am going to try to do it. I don't know how big the place is, but I'm going to try to do it, like, kind of behind this guy to kind of, like, throw him off balance towards us. But, but like... Uh, okay. Yeah, like, if, if there's room, because I know the nature of the spell, I would put it 10 feet it's, away. It's not but... a big room. It should hit everybody. Um, okay. Okay. So, everybody make that saving. Uh, that's a four. <laughs> uh, mine's a 12. Wow, I'm going to kill everybody. Uh, Karen saves. He what? Of course. <laughs> Great. Okay, well, I guess I roll. Wow, guys, I'm really sorry. 11. Okay, so everybody, uh, so you all take that 11 damage and Karen takes half. And and the reason I cast it is because it scatters everything. Um, like any non-magical items are scattered around um, as if thrown by like a crazy violent wind. And I'm, I'm trying to scatter these seeds. So uh, you go behind Karen and cast this, and Karen's just like, what are you doing? And you explode. <laughs> Zippy and Darian, you take the damage, and the table goes flying. The cups that were on it go flying. The one cup that uh, uh, Zippy had that was still full goes splattering, and the black stuff goes on the floor. Oh, no. Um, but the seeds don't scatter as they are <sighs> magical. Of course. Uh and Darian, what'd you get on that dexterity saving throw? Uh, 12. You see the pollen goes, you're, you're distracted. Your head is hurt from the shatter. And you see the seeds are coming and they go up your nose. You, you, you were too confused and hurt from that and, and couldn't get away. And they go up your nose. Um, and Karen goes and turns and grabs you, Peterson, Ugh. and raises you off the ground. It is like, what are you doing? We, what, why are you attacking me? And the seeds continue to fill the room. If he's touching me and he's holding me and these seeds are filling everywhere, uh, like I'm assuming all danger mode, like escape, 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 I'm going to cast Blight on him. Okay, go for that. Okay, so do you want me to read that? Yeah, read it for the listeners. Okay, so necrotic energy washes over a creature of your choice that you can see within range. Draining, oh, it's not even a touch spell. Um, 
Okay. The target must make a constitution saving throw, uh, and if they fail, they take 8d8 necrotic damage on a failed save. Half as much on a successful one. Has no effect on undead or constructs. If you target a plant creature or a magical plant, it makes a saving throw with disadvantage. So I'm assuming he's not a plant. So, Well, you okay. don't know that. It's got flowers on him. Um, as that's happening, Darian's going to shout out, Peterson, stop! I mean, can I stop? <laughs> well, you I mean, no. I would have I would have shouted it after he did shatter, but if, he, if that already happened. But. Karen has saved. Well, that's great. That's actually probably for the best. Thirty-five. Not very much. You so they saved and they take half that damage, and you can see the necrotic energy goes into their arm, and they he just throws you against the wall, Peterson, and he's like, "What the hell?" I'm gonna say it would be unwise to force your way with us. You say that as you fly through the air and crack your skull on the wall. The shell of the snail cracks, and you hear a little scream uh, from the snail outside. You can see through the cracks there is the snail, like, more of the snail's innards and things like that inside. Uh, you take nine damage, Peterson. Ooh, okay. Uh, Darian's going to jump up in between the two of them and just yell... Peterson, stop! Karen, put these... What are these spores? We didn't ask for this. Put it away! You asked for this! You asked about the flowers! We're together! You're my angels! And the spores keep flooding, and they fly... Are actually flying towards Peterson specifically. Zippy, you're on the other end of the room from them, uh, closest to the door now. Um, What would you like to do? Um, Is the door unlocked? Uh, Yeah. Bye! (laughs) (laughs) Um, the door doesn't seem to have a lock on it Darian should should I attack what what are we doing I don't understand it's all just a crazy misunderstanding open the door um okay Uh, I'm gonna open the door and just leave it open (laughs) and after he does that if if I may I have my wind fan and I'm going to whip it out, and I want to cast like gust of wind using it to try and blow all the spores out of the door. Mm. Um, okay. Uh, well, while you're doing that, um, Peterson, make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Modify 20. You see a spore is coming towards you, uh, Peterson, uh, and, and you're picking yourself up off the ground after being slammed into the wall. Uh, and you can see it's starting to go towards your nose. And you, Darian, raise your fan and you blow it towards the door. Zippy, do you want to get out of the way? Oh, yes. I jumped to the side. <laughs> you, can, you can just jump to the side. You blow and the spores go f- swaying out and out the door for the most part. And there's like a trail. It seems like just like, you know how dust reacts in the sunlight and you can kind of see it? It's like a trail like that Mm. just out the door from where Karen's standing. And he covers his eyes uh, as the wind just blasts into his face and his hair goes in the wind. And he just says, what is happening? Karen, please just stop. Let us talk about this first. We don't know what's happening. We were talking and then you started attacking me. Look, it was all a misunderstanding. I'm sorry, but please, cover your hand. Stop these spores. What is happening? Please, just tell us. The spores will connect us. Why don't you understand that? You came here. You're meant to be here. Accept it. This is my story, and you're a part of it now. 
Look, Karen, everyone's the protagonist in their own story. That doesn't make you any more special. Put it away. I am more special. You just don't know it yet. Well, then tell us first. Persuasion check. Uh, but that's still a 15 plus 1. 16. You have a plus 1 in persuasion. <laughs> yeah, I'm not proficient in it, and my, my charisma's not great. Let's get the record straight that Zippy is a plus 7 in persuasion, so... <laughs> you should have done the talking. <laughs> Damn. I, I will discuss everything as soon as we're connected. Look, I already breathed some of those in. We're connected. Tell me first before they get brought in, too. Well... No. It's all or nothing. And he p- grabs your shirt. Um, and he's going to just throw you against the back wall. Uh, make a... Or do you want to re- resist this? I imagine yes. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to just throw me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, make a, a strength saving throw to, to block his arm. I'm good at those. That's a 22. He reaches for your chest and you block it. And he kind of stumbles a little bit towards... Uh, Peterson, and he says, Darian, listen! You're acting irrationally! Don't be afraid of what you don't know! You chose to speak! What? For my part, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna scamper till I'm standing beside Darian, a little bit away from Karen. You scamper, and he goes to grab you? Yeah, that's gonna grab. Uh, and he grabs you, Peterson, before you get to Darian. <laughs> he brings you close, and he says, if you don't want to do it willingly, we'll force it then. And he puts his fa- his hand, palm towards your nose, uh, Peterson. Uh, would anybody like to do anything? Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something unless someone else does anything. Uh, I hold on. Um, so I, I see Karen pick up Peterson, and knowing Peterson is kind of partially to blame right now by attacking unprovoked. Um, I'm just gonna slap him with face down. Well, I don't know if it's unprovoked. So okay. So he and I'm gonna teleport him. Did it to save you? <laughs> I'm a spring Lodron, so I'm gonna teleport him outside of the house or outside of the snail. And seeing Zippy's still kind of standing by the door, I'm gonna turn to him and go, "Zippy, close the door." Uh, I I close the door. Look, Karen. It's just us. So as you face step. Peterson out. You can see some spores are just starting to leave his hand where Peterson was. And he just looks at you, Darian, and says, Why? You were with Gilbert! And you start attacking me. You start resisting me. Unprovoked. You asked, I answered. I barely know you, but I know we're connected. So why not make it real? I, I'm gonna try and ch- like have a very open, calm posture, like non-threatening, and I just want to try and set my hand on his shoulder and say, "Karen, I'm sorry what happened, but we're all a little confused by this, and we just want to know." And I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds on him, um, if if he doesn't, you know freak out or jump away to try and heal him a little bit you outstre- uh, outstretch your arm to to heal Karen and he throws your hand away and says stop you you're with them did you lie to me are all of you no, a part I, of it 
Karen, I've never lied to you. We just are confused. And all we want is just clarity. Look, I've breathed in whatever those spores are, so you and I are connected one way or another. But I'm not going to force them into it without knowing what's going on. So please, just help us understand. Make a persuasion check, and can I walk? Can I while he's doing that? Can can I walk up to uh, to this conversation? Yep. Uh, you walk up right next to Darian, avoiding the spores. <laughs> There's not very many in the house anymore, uh, and they're kind okay, of. Okay, when I can, I'd like to chime in. Okay. Um, yeah, get your charisma going. <laughs> Um, that still worked out to 15, though. 14 plus one. <laughs> As you're discussing with Karen, quickly outside, uh, Peterson has popped onto the island, and he actually falls onto one of the white walrus ball things. And they're like, mm! and you bounce off. Peterson, uh, you are falling flat on your face, and you're kind of a little confused. But you can look up, and there's spores. It seems like there's more now, somehow, even even though... You only saw so many go out of the house, but there's more. And you can hear Leslie on the other side of the island where there's less spores. He's just like, Peterson, what's happening? And the spores are falling down towards you, Peterson. Um, and you're, you go to, like, duck and avoid them. But you notice that on your nose hair <laughs> uh, from when his hand was against your face, there's one that's like just dangling there and it goes in um so you've got a spore in you um back in the house what'd you get 15 he says i'm not going to be used anymore darian well okay hold hold on right here for a second Hello? What? Hello, down here. He looks down. Oh. What? <laughs> Hi. Hello? Um, first of all, you're really gross. Anyone who, who just, you know, puts out, like, weird pollen things from the hand, that's just, like, isn't that, like, plants, like, giving out, like, their sperm in a sense? Like, that's really gross. And If that connects you and me, I don't want... I don't want to be a part of that. It just makes this a little awkward, you understand? Not really. No, well, I mean, neither do I. I mean, if you don't understand what you're doing, and I don't either, then, well, you were going to fill this whole room with all your your sperm. That's gross. No, I I, I wasn't. Don't believe him. No, you were. I saw you, just like a little dandelion putting the little excrement all over the place. Now, here you are in this room with this nice table that they, we set for you, and you just decide to just, without even asking, it's just really gross. I want you to stop doing this right away. Do you agree, yes or no? Uh, can I persuade? Persuade. Can I persuade that? Mm, that is a f- 23. Nice. I guess it's a little gross, uh, <laughs> but that's not the point. And, and the table was set, but that goblin flipped it, Peterson. 
I know. No, look, this guy, look, he wasn't even a part of when, you know, those ninjas were there and then the Gilbert was there. Um, the, or the monks rather, ninjas, monks, you know, same thing, but he wasn't a part of that. He doesn't know what you and I both know. And you know what you and I both know, right? Uh, no. Well, that's why we're here. Sit down. Uh, and he holds his head. He's like, it's like I've been shattered all over again. Uh. <laughs> no, sit down, sit down, sit down. And look, if we want to be connected by the end of this conversation, I'm sure Darian and I would love to oblige. But the goblin, yes, he's a problem. This is, this is, <laughs> honestly, this is going to look bad on his, his three months probation with us. So um, he starts, true. His, he starts coughing. He's like, <clears throat> <clears throat> and and he says, "Oh, Ugh. and his hand—you can see his hand is closing up, and it's just a flower. And the flower like starts fading away until it's just his black hand. And he takes a knee. All of a sudden, oh my, oh my! Um, I, 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 you know, surround him and kind of embrace him from behind. Are you okay? <laughs> you go to climb and hug his back and say, get off of me.' And he reaches into his pea coat and takes out a little satchel." And he reaches in, and he pulls out a grape. A glowing, (gasps) magical grape. And he says, one moment, one moment! And he just puts one in. And you can see over his shoulder, Zippy, that the bag is filled with these grapes. And he just pops one in, and he starts to chew. Oh my, oh my. You forgot to take your daily daily grape, did you? Grape a day keeps the... It's everyone at bay, I suppose. No, no, no. That's not what they say at all. You know what they mean. Try again. <laughs> what? Well, you know, the people who gave you the grapes. Where did they tell you when they gave it to you? They, they don't tell me anything. I need these. Oh, I know, I know, but but when when they said when they said it would help you, what what did they say again? You've told you and I both know. Remember, we have that connection with Gilbert. I'm not gonna say it for you, but, <laughs> but, you know what they told you. <laughs> roll persuasion. Uh, roll persuasion. <laughs> this is like a reverse psychology. Or deception. I think it might be a deception. <laughs> yeah, roll deception. Oh, nat twenty. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's plus two yes, for deception, so it's. 2022 if that does anything they do tell me something (laughs) (laughs) Lou always tells me that I uh take one a day to extend my life and and survive but I'm through with him and he starts getting angry again Oh, I know. Yes, uh, anyone who tells me what to do, oh, they can all go to hell, just the same. But, but look, uh, uh, you've already taken the grape. There's not much we can do, and I understand your frustration. But, but look, if we just sit down and we'll talk about these, the, you know, everything you've been through, maybe we can understand you just like how you understand us with how you knew Gilbert. I mean, you know us just the same, but there's so much to learn here. And yes... We will gladly, you know, be your friends, angels, whatever it takes. But 
You need to explain yourself before we can even start the journey of friendship. I mean, it's taken me, what, like two seasons and like like ten episodes? I don't even like these guys. And like, and here, and here we are. And now we have this goblin and I'm sorry how much he hurt you inside, you know, deep. And I touch his chest from, because I'm from behind him and I put my hand around and touch his chest. Like right in here. I understand. Um, if, but if. Thank you for your friendship, Lapine. Uh, the more I think about it, the more I meet the grapes. I, I'm attached to Lou. If I, uh, will you help me, Zippy? I need to find Lou Blonger. And if I find him or anyone a part of the Ammo Company, I am going to rip them. To shreds! <laughs> Zippy looks blankly forward. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they use my grapes to make their stupid pills. Oh, so, so you make the grapes then? No, they harvest them. Right. Um, from where? They harvest them from people. It's not fair, but I take the ethical ones. They feed people grapes. Well, not grapes. They feed people raisins. These special <gasps> flavored raisins. And no once they way. eat enough, they, they die. And then the collectors come, harvest them. And inside the bodies are the grapes filled with the magical essence. But I only eat the ones from... Animals are the already dying. Oh but, gosh. Okay, this this doesn't make no sense. I've heard the way. ammo company is nothing but a company that strives to help people through and through. Here we are, the the creators of tomorrow. Uh, at least that's that's uh, that's what they the, what, that, 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 that's what they say. They're full of lies. They've lied to me. They've probably lied to you if you've heard of them. But you you seem a little persuadable <laughs> from my own experience. <laughs> what do you mean? I just mean that that like well, I guess the secret's out. We're not actually angels, but you think we're angels. Like like it, it seems that someone's been telling you lies, at least a little bit. And so I mean it can't all be true, right? It can't be. It's true. We're not anymore. You're clouding my head with riddles. No, I'm your friend. I've, I'm i here to help you. You have to understand that. I'm not telling you what to do. It seems like the only people telling you what to do are the people who are giving you these grapes, told you things about the Ammo Corporation, bless their hearts, and, <laughs> and everything. And, you know, I'm just here saying you need to calm down a little. Persuasion. While that conversation's happening, Darian, like, has the realization that he's eaten one of those grapes. And so he's kind of just, like, looking off to the side, just like, Oh, gosh, I ate some of those. Uh, that's a seven. I will not come down. Zippy, I need to right these wrongs. My rage is building. Okay, I mean, I get that. Um, but you can't direct it towards us. Maybe we can help you redirect this into where you, your goals are, 
and hopefully it'll coincide with our goals as well. But you have to be open to things, such as me saying, you need to calm down, and I don't want to go in circles with you on this. This is my last time. So you either have to either accept that, we're not here to hurt you, we're here to listen, or, I mean, you can you can rage all you want, but we're not we're not here to be your friends if you do that. We were all friends of Gilbert's, right? Yes. I mean, I knew the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Gilbert. Well. Oh, my head. This has been so confusing. I'm being lied to. I'm being manipulated. There's you guys attacking me. There's this rabbit who's so friendly and cuddly. (laughs) I'm the one cuddling you. I need to take things one step at a time. And he grabs your arm and he slowly takes you off his back. Uh, Zippy. And he places you in front of him. Oh, hello. And he places you in front of him. And he just says, When I look into your eyes, I do see an angel. <laughs> I can't talk anymore. I need to go deal with this. I will find you again when I'm done. And he looks at Darian and he says, I realize that that goblin may be scared of me or something or of everything, but I will forgive all of you because that's what a hero does. I'm the good guy. I will do that. But if you cross me again. And he just looks at you, Zippy. And then Darian, and then Zippy. And then he just hugs you, Zippy. (laughs) I hug him back. And he whispers in your ear, You're special. And he lets you go, and he says, I'm going to destroy the ammo company. And I will be back. Wait here um, for me. And he rushes oh out God. of the snail. Wait, can- and uh, oh no! And he opens the door and he rushes out. And the spores that are all flying in the air um, start spiraling and like moving with the wind, and they go into his pea coat. And his pea coat kind of furls, and the spores are now gone. Peterson, you're outside on the ground, and you see Karen now rushing out of the snail. What would you like to do? Oh, boy. Okay, well, I have my mask down now. Do I notice anything about him that would be manifest on the ethereal plane? Uh, You look at him. uh, You can just see there are some spores glowing underneath the coat when you put it on, but nothing else other than that. Okay, I'm going to... Just briefly glance. Like, can I see Darren and Zippy behind him? Uh, Darren and Zippy are in the snail still. Okay, because I, I've noticed that there haven't been any loud sounds. And so I'm just gonna... I'm gonna, like, hold my pop, my hands up, like, menacingly. Like, like just kind of, like, trying to ward him off in case he comes close. <laughs> he doesn't even look at you. He just walks to the edge. Uh, of of the island 
towards the cave that you entered in. Um, and he just dives into the water and starts to swim. Upstream. Okay. Yeah, and he starts to swim up the stream effortlessly. And then he dives under the water and he's gone. Whew. I'm going to run inside. Total one, Westboro, are you all right? Darian has picked up a chair off the ground and has just sat down on it. Just like, oh, oh boy. Well, that was sure something. You've got that right. He wants to go destroy your company. Yeah, um, that's not going to fly for for my membership there. <laughs> Pro- probably not, I would assume. <laughs> oh. Is it safe to oh. assume that Karen is no longer a threat to us? For the time being, at least. I'm going to pick up a chair too and, and sit down on it. Leslie comes rushing in and says, Guys, what the hell was that? Who was that? What is happening? Honestly, Leslie, don't worry about it. Just worry about your girlfriend. Oh, yeah, Lara, I was thinking about it the whole time. That's how I passed the time. Tall one, Westboro, I'm quite Mm. curious. What happened while I was outside? And by the way, tall one, I must say, thank you for your efforts to save me from those spores. (sighs) Well, please just don't attack first anymore. (sighs) I hope you understand that everything I did was in the belief that it was in the best interest of this team. I understand that, but it still jeopardized a lot. That could have ended a lot worse. So you're telling me... You're telling me that from the little amount of time you've known us, you know what's best for the team. Is that what you're saying? Oh, boy. Uh, certainly not, Westboro. I think that... Do you even do you even know anything about these blue flowers? Do you? Do you know anything about these spores that all of us seem to be wary of? I only did what seemed to protect us from immediate um, infestation of a foreign a- parasite. Peterson, let it go. Peterson, let it go. Peterson, let it go. I, oh, boy. I know enough of the blue flowers to know that it could possibly lead us to bringing our friend back from the dead. And then you decide to just screw it all up right when we're about to, to learn something. Just because you think you're protecting this or that as if we need protection or this or that. It's just... I'm struggling to even... Who do you think you are? As you say, Westboro, I did not pay to agree with you. And I turn on and say, I turn to start walking outside. I'll say, I'm ready to leave when you are. I'll just go wait outside. <sighs> uh, I turn to Darian. What do you think? Darian? Look, I do think the attack was out of line and it wasn't his place to do so. But I don't doubt... That he had our best interest in mind. I just think he was a little misguided with his execution. 
how does he even know about the blue flower? How, I don't think we've even ever told him anything about that. No, he doesn't. I think he was just trying to help. He knew, he picked up that we clearly knew something about it. And he was just trying to help it along. That's all. Well, I don't know if I believe that, Darian. It's, he's acting on his own self-interest. Can't you see that? The poor guy was freaking scared out of, out of something that, you know, we've talked about with the blue flowers where he, he doesn't know the significance of it. I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. If he might have been scared, sure. But he might have also been worried for us as well. I don't think it has to be one or the other in this case. Uh, Darian, this, this, you can't keep covering this guy's ass. No, I agree. It's just this, this, he's, it's a liability. I'm, I'm frustrated, Darian. I'm, I'm, I'm really upset, Darian. I know, Zip. Look, we just made the deal. He's going to help us here. And we're dropping him off at the Grand Treasure, the second Grand Treasure. We want to stop by there anyway. So we're a man down right now. So let's get through this mountain. Let's get to that treasure. And hopefully by that time, Norman woke up. And we can all part ways amicably. Oh, oh Darian, nothing's as ever as easy as you make it sound. I know. But sometimes I like to be optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yet I continue to, to say BS all the time. <laughs> Look, if I, if I allow myself to slip into the darkness, there's no way out of it, okay? Okay, okay. Well, I'm ready to go. All right, come on. We, I think that's a lot for one day. And we still are in the middle of a mountain. With a yeti outside. Good goodness, I completely forgot about that. You leave um, the snail, and Leslie's with you guys, and he just says, Hey, guys, um, so we all ready to go now? Can I just say that I would have, um, like, tried to talk to the snail with that manta ray on my hand, and just, like, just to keep it super brief, just unless we want to roleplay it, but just to keep it brief, like, uh, like I would have said, I'm really sorry, and I would have cast a cure wounds on it. So while they were in there discussing, you go and cast Cure Wounds. The manta ray, uh, you try to talk to the snail, and it just looks at you and it goes like, mm. it doesn't really want to talk. It's too busy eating the crystal um, <laughs> that it's licking. Uh, but you cast Cure Wounds, and it seems to appreciate it. So cool. is everybody ready to get going? Yep. I'll just yeah. make okay. one last comment to uh, to Peterson on the side and say, Look, Peterson, I understand what you did back there, but unless we make a call, don't attack first, please. Understand, Tall One. When we first met, our first few encounters, I tried to go off your lead, and I made an error in judgment on that part, and I will do better in the future. That's all I ask. Okay, so guys... I actually don't think we need to leave through the way we came. While you guys were in there doing whatever the hell that was, I don't know. But I found something over here. Check it out. And he leads you to the other side of the island. The island, the side of the island that uh, uh, lets you overlook the, the waterfall. The island is kind of shaped like a tear, a teardrop. Uh, and the top pointy part of the tear is where the island outstretches towards the very edge of the waterfall. So you can actually look off the island straight down to where the waterfall is leading. Um, 
But he says, guys, so I think we can jump off this because look at these guys. And you look to your right and you see the white walrus ball things. Uh, They're like rolling off the edge into the waterfall and off the edge of the waterfall. And they're like, it seems as though they come up here, catch some fish, eat, and then roll off. Um, And uh, they roll off the edge of the waterfall. And Leslie says, you know, this might be the answer. If they're doing it, we should be able to do it, right? Honestly, maybe. It's been a pretty wild day. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Peterson, you can make up for it. Have fun. Cannonball! You go over the edge of the waterfall. Can I roll to see how good my form is? Performance <laughs> check. <laughs> Twelve. Uh, it's okay form. Man. It's not going to win you any medals. <laughs> you guys look over the edge and you see... Like the, the, you can't see the bottom of where the waterfall is actually like pooling, if at all. Uh, you just see there's lots of mist coming up. Uh, so you just see Peterson descend into the mist alongside other like walrus balls that are also like laughing and smiling as they're falling into the abyss. I uh, mount up on tea leaf and go, well, you ready to go, Zip? Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'll miss this place though. I'm sure we can come back. Let's go. And I uh, gallop off on the back of Tea Leaf. Oh, I love this. I love danger. Whoa. And oh. Tea Leaf and you go falling off. Do you want to ride long face Clappy Hooves off the edge? Um, yes. I say to myself, you know, you know what Lou Blonger always says? Keep your nose to the ground and your ears on a pile of gold. (laughs) Off I go! So, I forgot to mention, at the edge of this teardrop island right at the end, that's where the bench is, the the little bench that says uh, parlay on it that he mentioned before. Uh, So it's just right at the edge looking off the waterfall. So you're riding, and Tea Leaf jumped over it before, (laughs) and Longface tries to jump, Hits his back hooves on the on the lip and goes whoa! <laughs> you go spiraling <laughs> off the waterfall edge into the mist, and that's where we're gonna take a break. Hey everybody, midroll man Seth here, uh, just with a few announcements, real quick. Uh, first off, let's start with uh, our sponsor for this episode. Uh, it's another D&D podcast, actually from the local area around us in Canada. It is the Knights and Nerds podcast. Check it out. Knights and Nerds is not just an actual play D&D podcast with an original campaign being played by a group of friends who tolerate each other. It's also a podcast where I, the Dungeon Master, talk about how I'm adapting to the choices the players make as well as revealing to you, the audience, the complex story and deadly twists that I have in store for my players. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or at knightsandnerds.com. Yeah, seriously, guys, check out their stuff. Um, they have tons of cool things, and, and I love the DM perspective that they're taking, where it shows you a little bit of behind the screens. It's a really cool insight. So please go see Knights and Nerds, and... Uh, 
throw them a rating on iTunes and stuff. Speaking of ratings on iTunes, if you want to support the show, you can always rate us five stars, five stars only, on iTunes. It really helps us a lot. It helps us get us noticed and and more people finding us and listening to our show. Um, Also, uh, the biggest announcement that I wanted to share with you today was that our Christmas musical episode is coming. Yes, that's right. The Great Pass Round 2, Electric Boogaloo, working title, um, is going to be coming December 17th. So please mark it on your calendars. We're putting a lot of work and a lot of love into this one. It's going to be better and hopefully top last year's musical episode. Uh, So yeah, December 17th. uh, Get excited for it. Uh, If you want to find us and keep up to date with us, you can find us on all social medias, Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, Twitter at Cheaper Dungeon, Facebook Cheaper by the Dungeon. You you know how to do that. Just Google it. And uh, yeah, uh, that's all I got. But thanks again for listening. And remember, December 17th, the next one, the next episode is going to be Christmas Musical. So thanks, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the episode. And we're back. So, you guys fell into the mist. And you're falling and falling. And then all of a sudden, you guys see a light beneath you. It's like daylight. And it's getting closer and closer. And you just see the walruses are still just going like... And they're just falling down. And then you all go... And you shoot out the side of a mountain and you fall into a pit of these walruses and <laughs> they cushion your blow and they're a little bouncy you kind of bounce off them and they're all like bruh, bruh. and you're on the the other side of uh the mountain that you saw before when you were in the forest the one that you were heading to you're on the other side of it now um and you all fall in the snow and Leslie picks himself up, dusts off the snow off his coat, and says, Whoa. Well, that worked out way better than I thought. Okay, guys. We just cut, like, an hour off our travel time. Excellent. Oh, this is just perfect. Thank you, Mr. Walrus. But we did waste an hour in there, it felt like. So, mm, I don't know if the, it's a gain or not. Either way... Uh, do you guys see those mountains off in the distance? And you can see uh, there's kind of like a straight laneway between all these mountains. And then you see in the distance kind of these just basically like a, a ridge of mountains that starts the circle of mountains that uh, encapsulate that one spot on the map where uh, the red lights are. Um, and he says, that's where we're headed. So it's going to be a bit of a ways, but we can still make it. Well, I guess we better get moving then. Yeah, we made it this far. I think it's time that we really hustle in and put our gears into gear six. Travel montage! Yeah, give me one moment what? before before the music begins. I'm going to, like, walk five oh. feet away. <laughs> and then I'm just going to kind of, like, pull out. I think I got a bracelet. I think it was a bracelet that I got from Valentine that is, like, magically enchanted. I'm just going to kind of whisper to myself and say... Peterson, don't doubt yourself. You've made an excellent choice trying to save your party. They don't understand now, but maybe one day they will appreciate all of the things you contribute to the team. Yes, you are amazing. And I'm going to believe in myself again. I'm going to summon my dire weasel. 
And I'm gonna. You see a dire weasel, and he just looks at you, and he puts his hand on your shoulder, and he just says, "I'm kidding." This guy's the biggest tool I've ever met in my life. The dire weasel is there, though. Also, as you were falling, the manta ray uh, fell off your hand. What? Um, so you don't have the manta ray on your hand anymore. What? But, um, <sighs> the dire weasel is there. Okay, I'm going to say, hello, pleasant beast. I, I'm i going to try to ride it because I don't have a horse of my own. Yeah, it's it's pretty big. Uh, it, but, yeah, and you can ride it. It could carry someone of your size since you're just a small little goblin. You ride it, and it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Right on. And because it's a dire weasel, I'm going to change its name. I already already named it Arizona, but I'm going to change its name to Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Diesel the dire weasel. That's I'm gonna pretty say, good. And I'm going to say, hello, Diesel. You are my new compa- my newest compatriot. Yeah. And I'm going to. Right on. And I'm going like to go Pokemon. Back to- it goes like, yeah, Diesel, yeah. I'm going to go to the horses and say, I will follow where you lead, Westboro and Tarwan. And Leslie. All right. So we ready to go? Yes, sir. Travel montage. You guys are traveling over mountains, over over frozen rivers that you cross. You you pass between small little trees. Uh, you part your way through these these little walrus white ball things um and you keep making your way past these caves there's a part where you get spooked because you hear wolves howling but it was just uh, the dire weasel singing to the moon uh <laughs> and you guys just keep going and you get to the base of the the mountains where the ridge after you get over that ridge you'll see into the area uh where the red lights are also uh you see that near the top of this mountain is where it's pretty much a constant blizzard. As you've gotten closer and closer, the snow has gotten heavier and heavier, but up there it seems like just like pure, it's like a circular tornado storm. So you can't see past the top of the, you can't even see the tops of these like mountain ridges because they're just engulfed in this blizzarding storm. And Leslie says, okay, well, no one's ever, well, no guides or people have really gone there and, uh, like, gone through that and come back. But I know Lara would. Or at least, well, she didn't come back. But I could bring her back. Right? Yeah, I think Where's so. With my weasel when I believe in myself. <laughs> I'm I'm really glad I got this really thick parka. Okay, oh. well. <laughs> step by step. Let's climb this mountain. We're moving forward. Ready? One. Two. Okay, it gets steeper really quickly. Okay, we're going to need to climb this thing. How are we going to climb this? You can see it's about... It's it's not like a vertical ascent. It's just like you'll need some climbing gear because it's on an angle. Um, well, and bust you out the were provided gear. some. Yeah, you were provided some. Hey, nice. Uh, there's some like studded shoes, some uh, like some kind of grappling hooks and rope. And these little studs that you can pierce into uh, the the mountainside to help climb. Uh, you also have these ice picks. Um, uh, the horses are gonna have to do whatever you want them to do. They can stay here. They can climb. Uh, they could climb like a Skyrim horse if you'd like. 
<laughs> just just keep tapping triangle and they'll just keep like glitching up the mountain. Um uh but that's up for you guys to figure out. So what would you like to do? So we got the horses winter horses winterized. So I'm sure they've got some kind of like blankets or something. Um mm-hmm. You passed by a cave on your way here that is pretty close by, like, honestly, maybe 10 minutes. So you could just tell them to go back in there and live in the cave for a bit while you're gone. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Um, or if we want to take a few extra minutes, we could go and light a fire for them and then help them survive. It is starting to get dark, so you guys could camp out there before you ascend the mountain. It's up to you if you want to do it in the night or day. Could make a difference. I feel like climbing the mountain at night... Is a great idea, and I think that (laughs) if we really put our heads together, tie some rope, I have some rope, we can really make it up that hill and save some time. (sighs) All right. I'm starting to get sick of this cold anyway, so the sooner we're done here, the better. Okay, well, all right. Um, Darian, you said earlier last episode you had some rope, and then um, I also have some rope in my backpack. And, um, also a, a, st- climbing gear. also a strong will as well. Um, <laughs> well, with all the climbing gear, we can, we can set up a, a climbing daisy chain and we'll, uh, start climbing, I mean, climbing and, up this place. And if we get too tired while we're climbing, you can always do those like hanging tents that, you know, the climbers do. <laughs> Did we pack any of those? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> All right, well, let's gear up. Um, so I think what we want to do is kind of like the standard, like kind of like climbing procedure. So we have like the rope like tied between each of us uh, into okay. like a long line where we're gonna gear up and climb up this mountain. Okay. Uh, what's the order? Who wants to be in front? Who wants to be in back? Um, I'm I'll be in the back. Pretty. Sh- I'm pretty strong, <laughs> so I can go in front. Okay. Peterson, second or third? Um, I'm in the back. Sure. Well, you yeah. got Leslie, too. Oh, I'm behind him. Oh, yeah, yeah Z- Zippy's at the back. <laughs> okay, I'll, go, I'll go third just because I, f- I don't know how good of a climber Leslie is, and goblins are naturally agile. So, okay, yeah. Hopefully, I can anchor him in some way. Okay. Um, you start ascending. Step. By step. And wait, 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 wait. Is, are, am I starting to climb too? Yep, you're at the back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it freezes <laughs> on your paws. He spits in his hands, rub them together. <laughs> spit, you spit right into your mittens. <laughs> I'm assuming we sent the horses back to the cave too. Yeah, the the horses went back to the cave, and cool. they're just gonna hang out there. Um, <laughs> I. Cut the rope that I'm attached to Leslie with, and I unravel my uh, magic carpet, and I follow you guys behind. Oh my god! <laughs> you cut your cord <laughs> after setting it up. <laughs> Forgot about the that. the carpet uh, unfurls and it's kind of shivering, but it uh, will do what you want if you say the magic word. Alakazam, sesame seed, <laughs> and it flies underneath you. Um, I follow Leslie from behind. Okay. Uh, so you got you three are climbing with Zippy, kind of just like drinking a soda and like just casually chilling next to you guys <laughs> as you're doing hard work. And uh, 
you guys are climbing one one by one. Um, and Leslie just says, or he's just humming along. He's like, <laughs> climbing. I'm getting close to my girl. <sighs> guys, this is what adventure is all about. Don't you agree? Certainly, Leslie. Your spirits never can never cease to uplift us. What are you guys talking about back there? It's a little windy up here. I'm talking about our feelings. What are yours right now? No, I don't need to use the washroom. <laughs> okay. Uh, Peterson, you get me. Well, I just appreciate an uplifting spirit, Leslie. Um, I'm going to cast, while I'm on the carpet, Flaming Sphere to kind of uh, heat, keep us warm <laughs> while we're flying. Oh, while I'm okay. flying, while you guys are climbing. <laughs> <laughs> What's the radius on that, like for heat and stuff? Uh, the or, range or is like 60 just... feet. Um, okay. Uh, I can move the sphere up to 30 feet. Mm. I'll just say you can like hold on to it. That makes sense. Okay. Um, so you just have this flaming sphere that you kind of have next to you that's kind of going with you guys. Uh, and keeping you a little warm. And Leslie's like, oh, yeah. Who would have thought I'd get a tan on this adventure? Jeez. <laughs> uh, this is some of the best times of my life. <laughs> I'm living the dream. <laughs> I'm finding my girl. And, man, I, and I'm doing it with my best friends in the whole world. <sighs> Guys, isn't this great? Leslie, I what? you does- don't get to do this every day. You don't get to adventure every day. Well, hopefully this is one of, just one of many adventures you have, Leslie. And hopefully from here on out, they'll be with Lara. What are you going to say Lara. to her when you see her again? Oh, jeez. I haven't even thought of that. Jeez, um, oh, I don't know. Um, will you marry me, maybe? <laughs> is that a good opening line? Zippy laughs from behind. <laughs> I don't know if that's recommended after a long distance relationship. Mm, yeah. Should call her parents first too for permission. I don't even know if she has parents. Isn't that weird? It sounds like you don't know very much about her at all. You might want to get reacquainted with her first. I I know her enough. We've had a history. As you say. Yeah. What kind of history? Oh, you You want to know about me and Lara? Well, I mean, there's nothing better to do while we're climbing this climbing this wall here. I'm feeling a lot of dead weight back there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, Leslie starts just getting, like, he lets go of the mountain, and he's just kind of, like, getting dragged up by Darian. And Leslie says... Huh. Uh, Laura and me... Want to know about that? Well, how do I put this? We're kind of just a classic love story. Let me tell you about it. So first there's me, a popular guy. Slicks back hair and heartthrob eyes. My body were a dictionary. Everyone would know ho ho how to read then there's her, a timid girl with slimy scales and teeth that curl. It's like I was the greeter and she was a velociraptor, human-shaped pearl. Whoa, whoa, baby, let's go back to my house and 
course I'll go anywhere with you. I'll date you forever because you're perfect and handsome. And these are the exact words that I actually said when I met you that one time. <laughs> I hail the time. Oh, so tired. All through the night. gotta go. Why? Felix said there's a treasure. Maybe up in the mountains. Grand treasure. But isn't the grandest treasure of all love? No. That's dumb. Wow. Leslie. <sighs> that, that was yeah. amazing. You... You clearly are talented. You are destined for greatness. You you rival the vocal perfections of even Normandy, the greatest treasure hunter of them all. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I didn't actually start singing until I met Laura. She just awoke something within me. Uh, that was the best day of my life when I met her. And then, you know, everything. <laughs> I don't kiss and tell. <laughs> I maybe wouldn't lead with the song. I mean... <laughs> How many times have you guys actually hung out? Oh, just that one time in the song that I mentioned. Yeah. But if you listen to the <laughs> lyrics, it was real. And my impression of her was great. Definitely. Wait a minute. <laughs> Did you say velociraptor-shaped girl? Yeah, she's like a dragonborn. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And then Darian continues to climb. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought it was velociraptor-shaped pearl. Like, she's like a... Like a yeah. Well, okay. Let me break down my lyrics. <laughs> Wait, what is that YouTube video where they explain the songs? Uh, genius. genius, genius. Okay, here's my genius review. Okay, I said I was the greeter, and she was a velociraptor human shaped pearl, like a dragonborn shaped treasure. Because, anyways, I like making music that means something. <laughs> that is my genius review. <laughs> um, I mean, good effort for sure. Um, I. We can only hope she sees beyond any of the possible, you know, weirdness that that <laughs> presenting someone with that song may feel. I'm not going to sing that exact one. Why would I sing her the song of our origin story? Right. Be- I have a different. I have a different song to sing. It goes bum 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 bum. Leslie, you're moving things quite quickly. Even from a goblin standards. <laughs> what are goblin standards? Well, on average, we only live 35... Teach me your ways. On average, we only live 35 years, so we tend to hasten or expedite these processes. But even singing, proposing after half a date, um, I think Westboro is right. You might, you may want to hesitate and uh, just take her out for lunch. Okay, well... Why should I take advice, relationship advice from you guys? Have you even been married twice yet, or what? What's your relationship histories? Coming from the only man who's in a relationship here, just go for it. You're in a... <gasps> Darian? Darian are, are you in a relationship? Well, yeah, I've, I feel like I've mentioned that before. Oh, not to me. You... Leslie climbs up really quick to get closer to you, and he's like, tell me everything. I do, too. Well, uh, what do you, um, I'm not very good at talking about these kind of things what do you what do you want to know uh anything your origin story just like mine do you have a song 
Uh, no, I'm, I don't tend to... More of a spoken word kind of guy, eh? Sure. Um, yeah, music's kind of new to me in that way. I, I, I'm i more of an instrumental, not really a vocalist, but I'm I'm dabbling. Uh, whatever, we'll, we can talk about that later. How did you meet her? I We grew up together in the Feywild. She's, uh... She's uh, an Eladrin as well from from the the Fall Court. It's well, the Fall Court isn't really a thing anymore after the war. But we we grew up in the same city, my home city of Holven, and we were just really close and really close group of friends. And it's kind of like one of those relationships where there wasn't this dramatic profession of love or relationship it just it just kind of was and is and we both know it and we're both in it and yeah so what i'm hearing is you have not had the talk about defining your relationship dtr dt you know that um people make that phrase of like the just when you know, you know, like you know. I've never heard that. Okay. Um, maybe that's just me. Boring. <laughs> I once tickled my tail with a girl named Hibippy, and she was the best. <laughs> <laughs> she was, she was the best. Tickled my tail? <laughs> you know, I've been with a, I've been with a couple of, a couple of, um, um, oh, I've only been with the Westboro type people, but. You know they uh, isn't that incest? They know their way around. Well, there's a lot of bunnies. Um, <laughs> um, it, it's like <laughs> it's like humans, where we're all kind of from a single source. If you believe that type of thing, but like, <laughs> isn't that the same with rabbits? Just like ten times faster with how much pro- like procreation happens. So not really. Anyways, I'm getting ahead That's of a myself. Fair point. Um, yeah, she was the she was the the best one I ever had. Yeah. <laughs> well wow. that's what about great. you peterson i don't um i don't like to talk about my my tribe um but there was one um was one her name was <laughs> but in common tongue <laughs> it was alexis But she, she was so she was so kind, unusually kind for our species. Um, I remember her well. Boring. I once peeled. <laughs> I once peeled the carrot with a girl named Gippy, and she was one of the best times I ever did have. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Zippy, I feel like you're making these up. No. No, I know all this. No. What color were her eyes, Zippy? Brown. <laughs> what, cover, what color was her fur? Brown. <laughs> and how about the one before that? Blue. Blue fur. <laughs> blue fur? No, blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, it tickled the tail. Now I peeled the carrot with this other girl. You'll learn these terms soon enough. You're not quite. That's a pretty gross quite, image. If I'm qu- not if quite I'm being there completely yet. honest. <laughs> Hold on, I'm curious, Darian. What was your woman's name? Uh, Lily. 
Lily. Yeah. That's a pretty name. Well, look, my arms are getting my arms are getting tired from all this dead weight, so I think I'm probably just going to keep climbing now. What are you talking about? I've been climbing this entire time. You're the one just stand- hanging there. No, sorry. It's it's Leslie. Leslie let go of the rock wall about five minutes ago, and I'm starting it's to. It's true. Wear my I'm arms. just. I'm just a little tired. I'll take the next shift, Darian. <laughs> sure you will. Hey, Zippy. Hey. Hey, um, I also tire. Would you um, would you mind giving me a brief ride on your magic carpet with you? I also oh. have uh, something I'd like to discuss with you in private. Uh, sorry, this thing can only hold so much weight, and you—it's kind of like a. Um, imagine Westboro. I only weigh like if thirty we were pounds. On a big boat, just on its maiden voyage, <laughs> and then the boat like hit something, and so many people died. And, and like, there was, like, this one piece of material only one person could fit on. (laughs) And, like, you were there and we're friends, you know. We did our thing, like, back in the car, you know, whatever. And (laughs) I feel the carrot. And, but I had to let you go when you have to climb the rock wall is what I'm saying. All right. Uh, There's no room. There's clearly room. <laughs> <laughs> she could have fit on the door. <laughs> she could we all know it. Well, anyways, so I'm open to talk down, if you want. I'm a little tired, but whatever. I uh, I'll talk with you later, Z- uh, Westboro. All right, I'm here, big ears and all. <laughs> uh, are you gonna take a nap? Zippy? Or are you just gonna... No, I'm just a little tired, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you guys keep climbing. And it gets colder and colder. Um, Zippy, I imagine you kind of fly closer to the group so they we... Or maybe you don't, because uh, you can decide to keep them warm or just yourself. Well, whether they knew it or uh, not, I realized too late that spell only lasted a minute, so... <laughs> 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 And that's like a high-level spell. No, it's a level two spell. Oh, okay. For a ranger, it's a high-level spell. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You guys keep uh, climbing, and the winds are getting more ferocious. And actually, Leslie has started helping out climbing because it's getting dangerous. Uh, The winds are howling. The snow is, like, getting in your face and everything. Um and you're, it's hard. You're moving at a much slower rate. Zippy, you're flying pretty close to the mountain because if you go any further away from it, your magic carpet might get blown away. Um, oh, no. But it's getting tough. And all of a sudden, a big gust of wind is coming. Everybody, strength saving throw. Uh, that's a 20 not natural for Darian. That's great because I, I got a 5. I got a 17. Okay, this wind comes, and Zippy, you kind of buckle down, hold onto the carpet, and you, like, basically slam into the mountain wall so it doesn't, like, blow away. Uh, Darian, you see it coming. You dig your ice picks into the wall, and uh, Leslie and uh, Peterson go, whoa, and they let go of their picks, and they lose their picks, and they fall down the mountain, and they're just, like, flailing behind you in the wind, and they're only connected to you. (laughs) 
uh, and they're kind of drop back onto the mountain after the wind subsides and they're just dangling and you're kind of carrying all the weight. Um, what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, please make uh, an athletics check as you continue to climb. Uh, Zippy, you make also an athletics check. We all make athletics or just those two? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll all make athletics. Okay. Uh, you, you can re-grab the wall with your hands. It'll be harder to climb, but... Okay. Yeah. And that's... So that is a... Uh, that's another uh, 20, not natural. <laughs> My athletics is plus 7. And so it's... Uh, yeah, 13 plus 7. Can I maybe do like an acrobatics check? Like, <laughs> like do a flip on the carpet or something? If that's <laughs> if you can reason it to me, sure. No, I, I for strength, I I got a, I got a three. I got a nine. You got a three. I have a minus one strength. Um, so don't don't look at me. Okay, uh, you got a nine, Peter. Well, you know what? Actually, we never yeah. established this, but one of the starting items that I had when we made uh, this new character is I got a goblin hand, which is a magic item, uh, and it lets me. Uh, re-roll, re-roll one dice a day. So, because it's lucky. Basically, cast lucky once, and I'm going to do that now. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> Even worse. Okay. I'll keep the nine. <laughs> okay. Uh, Darian, in his element, is like, I am climbing this mountain. <laughs> one, two. His muscles bulging through his... <laughs> through, you can see the seams on his uh, parka are starting to split a little bit as because he's flexing so hard i just bought this and, coat <laughs> <laughs> and, and and peterson and leslie are kind of dead weight um zippy you uh try to slowly climb uh with the carpet but the winds are too strong and it's getting too cold and the carpet goes flying underneath your feet it gets underneath you but you grab it and you're holding it and it's kind of like dangling in the wind like a napkin um, but you're holding onto the mountain now without the carpet uh, so you you haven't lost your carpet so congratulations <laughs> I'll hold on to you so wait he's he's completely <laughs> besides the carpet like he's not attached to us yeah he's next to you guys but not attached can I reach him uh, if you want to yeah okay I'm gonna say Zippy, or no, yeah, uh, Westboro, grab on, and I'm gonna hold out some of the slack rope between me and Leslie out to him in case you lose your carpet. It wasn't supposed to be like this. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. <laughs> I don't know if I can trust you. You have no choice. It wouldn't matter to me if you were here or not. So it's like, it's like I don't have a choice. You're right. If only one of us had an immovable rod that we could hold on to in this moment. Zip, grab the rope. Which rope? It's behind Leslie. He's too far. I'm beside Peterson. Zip, Westboro, here. It's literally right in front of your face. I just grip onto the wall, DM. <laughs> I'm too scared to make the move. Wait, can I, like, lash it onto him somehow? Uh, you can try, but as you look back, you see that the rope that you have to dangle to him is beneath Leslie, and you can see Leslie has kind of passed out. He's not used to such physical exertion, who, even though he who barely has did the immovable rod? You do. I do. Okay, I was just making sure before I moved forward with this next thing. So, 
Um, seeing what's happening, I want to take the immovable rod and basically like jam it into the wall, uh, and then activate it or into the side of the cliff and then activate it. So it becomes immovable and I'm going to secure my like, um, slack line, like for climbing, I'm going to secure my rope to it. And then I have my own rope, like extra. That's not one of the the climbing ropes that we had brought. And I'm going to take that rope and I'm going to tie a loop through it like so it's like a like almost like a lasso kind of thing and i want to lower it down to zippy okay uh zippy what would you like to do um will it will will it reach me i'm still just gripping on for you'll have to move over a little bit to to get to it okay i'll try to do that and i'll i want to try and swing the rope to i want to try and swing the rope to him to try and give him advantage okay uh i'll just yeah yeah you can do that to give him advantage so make an athletics check with advantage. Did you put your carpet away? Did you put it in your bag? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> can I cast bless? Do I have enough time to do that? Cast bless? Yeah, sure, you can bless him. Okay. I'm going to wow, cast bless. You guys bless. really care about me. Under my breath, I'm just going to say, ancestors, guide us. Uh, so what, you does guys that, get, what does that do for me? So on ability checks, you guys can each add a d4 to your d20 roll. You are hashtag blessed. Can I do that to myself, DM, or does it have to be other people besides me? Isn't it saving throws? You know what? This yeah, I believe it's like... saving throws. Whenever a target makes an attack roll or saving throw, yeah. Okay, well, I'm still yeah. going to cast it in case, you know, they start falling again. It's basically the same thing. My rolls were a natural one. You got a natural one? <laughs> and then a three, because I got advantage. Zippy, he was not used to climbing. Uh, he spit in his hands earlier, which makes it slippy, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to reach the 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 slack line that you're kind of swinging to him, Darian, and he loses his grip and starts sliding down the mountain and trying to scramble. What would you guys like to do? Okay, uh, I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna conjure. It's time to be a druid, Zippy. I'm gonna conjure a, a snow owl, a giant snow owl to catch him. Okay. Um, you conjure this snow owl, the same one as before, and it's like, it gets spawned, and it's like, yo, what? Oh, it's cold, and it's like windy, and its wings are like flying, and it's like, it, it's, it like looks as though it'll have a hard time flying, but it like still accepts your orders and dives down. Catch the lapine! It digs its claws into the mountain and grabs Zippy's, uh, uh, like vest with his, with its beak. Uh, so Zippy's kind of dangling about 30 feet. Uh, below you, he fell quite a ways, but the the owl seems stationary, like it couldn't like lift him up because it's like the winds right, are right. howling. Thirty feet's pretty far down. That's why you were screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! How are we gonna get him? The wind's better down here. It is technically, but it's still bad. I don't know what to do. I'm gonna go re- look up at Darren and say, "Tall one, I'm at a loss." Zippy, you're a druid. Can you just transform? <laughs> you always hold on to those. I've been waiting. Someone to say that. <laughs> oh boy. I'm gonna turn <laughs> into a brown bear and climb the wall. <laughs> Is that what Is gonna like do? a giant ape or something? <laughs> no, I'm gonna turn <laughs> boom 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 bye. <laughs> punch into the wall. I punch into the wall. Yeah. No, I'm just gonna turn into a giant eagle, I think. Is what I was gonna do. I was gonna do that anyways. You guys started freaking out and freaking me out. <laughs> Sending these birds after me. Um, 
I, Zippy always finds a way. Uh, maybe not in combat, but certainly with the environment. Um, yes, DM? You start bubbling and brewing, and your body starts anamorphing into a, into a giant eagle. Uh, you, the snow owl lets go, and it looks at you, and it's like, oh, hot damn. you go to fly (laughs) all the way up you go to fly you're like and then you fly up uh make make make, uh an acrobatics check with your giant eagle stats so my stats are the same so my acrobatics is plus three oh god i got a five uh-oh. Ka ka. Flap. And the winds, the further you get from the mountain, the harsher the winds are. Uh, because, like, some of the mountain is blocking the wind from hitting you directly some of the time. Uh, so you get up, it's even more violent. And you kind of, your hollow giant eagle bones just, whoosh, and you kind of go slamming down into the mountain, but, like, sideways. Uh, so you're moving horizontally. Uh, but you dig into the mountain with your claws. My talons, DM. Your talons, your talons. <laughs> talons. You dig in with your talons, and you're further away from the group uh, horizontally. But you're you're digging in, and then <laughs> climbing with my feet. <laughs> you all start to notice something. Uh, everybody, what are what are your passive perceptions actually? Fifteen. Uh, thir- thirteen. Thirteen. Eighteen. Oh damn. Okay. Oh wait, no, uh, no. Sorry, I'm a bird. Um. Oh god. I wasn't ready for this. Um, uh, 16. Yeah, 16. Zippy notices first, he kind of saw it when he was up there flying for a second, the faint glimmer through through the snowstorm above you on the mountain, a red light glowing in the distance, just the faintest red light. What would you like to do, Zippy? You're currently away from the group, uh, digging into the wall with your talons but you saw a red light, and you can still see it. It's, like, above us? It's, like, for, forward up the mountain? It's forward up the mountain. Hmm, caca. <laughs> the great bird detective is on the case. <laughs> can I speak to Darian in this form, or am I strictly, can I only talk bird? Yeah, you can only speak bird, but you could <laughs> you could potentially communicate with your cause in a, in a convincing manner. <laughs> Would they even know that it's me? Who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> where's that bird coming from <laughs> um no for the sake of confusion I'm just gonna rush try to can I try attempt to try to fly up again sure same check athletics or acrobatics sorry. acrobatics it's a 20 unnatural okay damn you fly up and this time you learned your lesson how to kind of like move with the wind you 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 know how to angle them now, and you can actually make some very small progress, and you make your way back to the group, and you're kind of flying above them uh, while you're kind of like soaring through the wind. You're kind of horizontal above them uh, because the wind is blowing from the left to the right. Uh, but up there, you see another red light next to the first one. You can't make out what it is. You just see there's a red light. What would you like to do? And do you guys want to keep climbing or, or what? The snow um, owl, by the way, has made its way back up slowly to you, uh, Peterson. 
if if I can see that Zippy's flying fine now, like in that he's he's able to like start making progress again, uh, I would have like um, unhooked myself like back off the movable rod and back onto the wall to like kind of like keep uh, to keep climbing up, and I would have just taken the rod back and, and started climbing again. Okay. Yeah, I'll climb with him. It, like I'll try to carry as much of Leslie's weight as I can. I guess. All right. Yeah. Are the lights calling out to me like, ah? Like <laughs> <Fifth> spirit, <laughs> Frozen Two. <laughs> it's Lara. It's Lara. <laughs> um, Leslie wakes up. Um, no, they're not calling out. They're just. It seems as though it's like they're just staring down at you all. Uh, now uh, that you've climbed a little higher, you. Uh, Darian and Peterson can see the two lights as well. And actually, you start seeing a third one further off to the right. I don't like the look of this. Yeah, give me one moment, tall one. I'd like to look at it through my mask. You flip your mask down, and you can see... You're actually getting close to the top of the mountain. It's about a hundred-ish feet away. Uh, but closer to you, you see the red lights and you specifically see because the blizzard, the storm passes away uh, you can see about 60 feet up the mountain attached to these red lights are these cog-like creatures with these metallic bodies and these steampunk style like tubes popping off of them it looks like this robot. It looks kind of like a spacesuit man with a bulbous ball head with a giant red light looking down upon all of you. Uh, but they're, they're completely made of steel and, and metal. And you can see it is basically um, a robot. And Darian, if you saw this, you would know it's a creature from Mechanus. And you all just hear all of a sudden, Target sighted. Eliminating target now. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Come on. Oh, <laughs> shit. Frig. <laughs>